Happy Friday, theater lovers. Today's guest is Bethany Teagues, a proud cat mama and woman of about a bazillion talents, including dancing, acting, directing, puppetry, and puppeteering, takes us through her theater career thus far. We hear more wacky stories from backstage of Evil Dead. For instance, why they had to mulch the theater floor for every show and how to make just the right blood viscosity to please even the most diehard fans. Bethany is chill and super easy to talk to and has fantastic facial expressions that are lost in a podcast. And instead, you're left listening to me giggling like an idiot. So you're welcome. Okay, on with the show. Welcome, Bethany Teagues, to Sarnia Famous. Yay! Yay! Oh, goodness. <laughs> um, basically, just a little podcast to chat about the theater and being a little bit of an outsider to the group because everybody is so connected after doing theater for so many years. It was kind of a, a selfish way for me to ingratiate myself into the crowd, but also... I like got it. to thinking like maybe <laughs> a good plan. maybe other people would be interested in it as well. So yeah. so yeah, we'll just we'll just chat and really I I'm I'm excited to hear stories and you feel free to reminisce or or talk about oh, anything yeah, okay. that you want to really. Yeah. Show show uh, how we know each other is you were my director for The Wizard of Oz and I didn't really mm-hmm. get a whole lot of time to hang out with you because I had my couple of lines. You'd have me come scoot in, yell at everybody a little bit, and then scoot on out. So um, yeah, you you were great to work with. It was easy because I could just plop you in, and then you had your time. It's actually like that's the kind of role I prefer. I'm like, okay, I'm in a mode. It was awesome. Yeah, like barely any time commitment was super fun. And then yeah, so but tell me, like, how did you? What inspired you to get involved in in theater in general? Uh, so I, I think I have the same water bottle as you. Um, I do. It's pink and blue. It's not here. It's on my job. Yeah, it's the same one. Uh, (laughs) the giant one that people make fun of. We bonded. We Um, just bonded. That was great. Very (laughs) good. I became involved in theater. I want to say probably, I was probably like eight or nine years old. I am a human with ADHD and my parents tried to find an outlet for me. So I've been in dance since I was two. And so the next kind of progression was how can we uh, further entertain her and get her out of our house. (laughs) And uh, the next step was theater. So I started doing musicals and performing when I was like eight or nine. I think the first show I ever did, it was like a a musical version of Charlotte's Web that I have never come across again. No, I've not heard of that. Uh, So (laughs) no, I don't know. It was, yeah, so I grew up in Windsor, Ontario. I worked there. I did theater all through probably elementary school and then different musicals. And then I also was a competitive dancer. And then in high school, kind of continued uh, in Ontario. There's a, it doesn't exist anymore, but it was Sears, like the school oh, yeah, Sears, yeah. used to sponsor this festival and it was called Sears Festival. And what would happen, it was all youth written plays and we'd all compete. It was like, a, I don't know, like, sports version of theater nerd (laughs) and it was like they're like i don't know give them something so you could go and you would go there'd be like regionals and then you could go to provincials and everything so it was pretty cool and so i did that all through high school and did a couple of shows there which is neat because i've competed against people from sarnia when i was living in windsor and there's that kind of connection and then uh, oh my gosh my cat just ate cat food and she smells so bad (laughs) Uh, you walked by me and I made a face. Um, 
So then in high school, we did The Wizard of Oz as a musical for our school. And I directed it when I was in grade, yeah, when I was in grade 11, I directed the school play. And it was really fun. And I really kind of loved that more than I loved ever performing. Like performing was great and it was fun. But then when I started doing things like choreographing and directing and working in stage management roles, I really found that I liked that better. And I was lucky enough to go to a high school with like a really strong technical theater program in it as well. So like we had sound booth, lighting booth, you could program and everything, which is great. So then kind of got that background there. And then I went to university for the program has the longest title ever, Drama in Education and Community. And so then I have that background in drama as well. And then when I graduated, I really didn't do anything in theater. So I graduated in 2009 and I didn't do any theater. I think I might have burned myself out in university until 2000 and May 2015 was spam a lot with Theater Sarnia. So I kind of took a big, long break there. Breakerino. Yeah. Okay. And and Wizard of Oz was, was that your first directorial with Theater Sarnia? With Theater Sarnia. Yeah, that's the first show I direct. So is that why you decided to do Wizard of Oz? Because it kind of threw back to that that high school experience? Um, You know, it, it, this is my third time directing. The Wizard, that was my third okay. time directing. And I also directed a youth production. I worked for a youth theater company before I got into teaching. So I also directed it there. Okay. And the theater was looking for a play that would engage children. We've had kind of the seasons leading up had been very adult seasons with like Rock of Ages and I'm trying to think what else, like Hunchback, like big, heavy, amazing productions, but nothing that kids could really do. And so we kind of bounced a few off and we decided Wizard of Oz would be like a really nice piece to put into that season, a nice celebratory one. And so, yeah. And then I had applied to direct and it was sort of a negotiation of what I would do and what worked. And yeah, I'm comfortable. I've lived in this Wizard of Oz world and it's kind of nice to get to see, like I have evidence of every time I've done it. So it's fun to see myself at, yeah, 16. I did it when I was 16. I think I did it when I was 22. And then I was 31 when I did it. For Theater Sarnia. So then that they choose the plays first and then people apply to be the director. So that's usually how it works. So Theater Sarnia, it kind of can go both ways. So what typically happens is they call for directors. And if I wanted to be a director, I would submit a proposal for a musical that I was interested in. And then if that musical fit into the season, then I might get asked to direct. Uh, and they also have some criterion that they follow for directors just to ensure like because it is community theater we want people to be the most successful so they don't want to just throw someone in blind and be like direct the musical (laughs) good luck to you Um, (laughs) figure it out (laughs) that is there's a nice support system there and a nice vetting system where you can kind of work up to it if you've never come from a theater background but then for people like myself or Jackie Burns who came from like theater training in university, we can kind of like work within it to make it work because we both have done that and got done that at an advanced level. So you don't need to kind of prove yourself because you've done, done it. it. I mean, Jackie runs her own theater company, so oh, well, she's yeah, got it. Yeah, you know, kind of speaks. She's good. She's good. Um, so you, you mentioned you're a teacher now. Are you, are you a drama teacher? No. Uh, so I, I did go to school to be a drama teacher and, uh, I taught in high school for a year 
And the time that I graduated from university, there were not very many teaching jobs. It was very hard to get a teaching job. And they offered me a permanent job in special education in the elementary wow. uh, level. And so I've worked in the elementary panel ever since. So since 2010, I've been working in spec ed. And now I work for, I run the enrichment program for gifted students in the Lampton Kent District School Board. So it's fun. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Would you ever dabble in drama teaching or you're kind of, you just love what you're doing now and. I love what I'm doing now. I really like my job and I love that. I don't know. Sometimes I like that I can do theater as a hobby yeah. instead of a means of my livelihood. <laughs> so I like that I do drama and theater because I choose to, not because have I to. have to. And I think for, that sometimes there's some drama teachers that are just phenomenal and that's their life and that's their passion. But there are some that I can see get burned out over time where it's like, I have to do this. And yeah, when you teach high school drama, sometimes you have that core group of amazing students, but also you're going to teach lots of kids that maybe don't want to be in drama and are doing it for the credit. Yeah, fair enough. Um, So competitive dancing. Gosh, that sounds (laughs) wild. Like I can barely do the Macarena. Never mind. (laughs) So what what kind of what kind of world was that like? Uh, It was a really interesting world. And it was an interesting world for someone I think like me, because I don't I'm not I'm definitely not your traditional person you would think of as a competitive dancer. Like I was not the like popular girl in school. Like that I definitely am a little bit I mean if you know me I'm a little bit weird and I'm a little bit kind of alternative I had a lot of piercings and but I just loved dancing and it was great but I danced competitively from when I was in grade four until grade 12 and it was really neat like we would do you learn routines and there's different kind of kinds of routines so I predominantly did ballet tap jazz and then occasionally I would do like there's a style called Broadway which is musical theater style dancing and we would go to different competitions my because I grew up in Windsor most of our competitions were in the United States and then you could qualify for like higher levels of competitions so like internationals and that and every year usually we would go to one of the like finals for the dance and do it and get to compete against lots of different teams and yeah it was really fun it was busy and I mean, now as an adult learned, it was very, like my parents said, it was more expensive than paying for me to go to university. Really? So I'm, like, oh, I'm sorry. Yes. It, was yeah. it all the traveling that was so expensive? I think it was a lot of the traveling. And then when, so there's kind of different levels of competitive dance. There's competitive dance where you kind of go to different showcases and it's just dancing all day. And then there's ones that are like, they're more, they're different, uh, where you like do workshops. And so I actually just told my partner of 12 years for the first time I described what a dance competition was and I was like yeah you show up on Saturday you dance from eight in the morning until 3 30 like you're in classes that are special workshops then you go you eat and then you perform like you, you compete from like probably five until 11 and then you do it all over again on Sunday and, and that's like, on like the- that sounds awful yeah and then you sleep for a month when it's over yeah i need you the next weekend Uh, (laughs) and how long would that and so like you'd have school monday to friday and then you'd have these big competitions on the weekend and and how long did you do that for i did it from grade four to grade 12. how are you still alive that's a lot (laughs) i know it's crazy and i think about it now and i dance 
the equivalent of a full-time job after school and then also did school and I don't know and it was kind of like what was normal I think what was really weird to me was when I stopped and kind of was like what do I do with my time free time yeah 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 wow that, that's a lot for a kid to do yeah. But like, I can relate to the, the ADHD thing, like having a lot of energy and, and wanting to do something. So it was probably good for you in the, in a sense when you're a kid and the power Definitely. of youth, the power of youth, like you just keep, can go forever, forever and ever. Exactly. And I don't think I ever really like thought about it until as an adult. And yeah, especially with me, it definitely kept me out of trouble. And I think I could have gotten into a lot of trouble because <laughs> even when I didn't have any time, I did get into trouble. <laughs> but I think I could have gotten in a, a lot little bit more. Than I did, but I did a little bit more, but I didn't. So yay, <laughs> yay me, minimal trouble. Exactly, low level trouble. <laughs> Do you find that uh, in your experience with the theater that your dancing background has been useful for you? It's kind of how I get in. Like, I think when you come in and you're like, I'm a director, I have drama. People, unfortunately, don't often see that as a skill or a trade because I think some people think like, oh, everyone can play pretend, but it's not. And it's very technical. But dance is something that not everyone can do and not everyone can do well. So then it's sort of, I've always used it as my way in. Yeah. So that's how I got into Theater Sarnia was I emailed their page and said, hey, I'm new to the community. I would like to do theater. Is there anything coming up? And then the board of directors president at the time, uh, Dan White emailed me and he said, we're doing spam a lot. Do you want to choreograph it? And then I was choreographing it a month later. Oh, boom, bada, so. bing. That's cool. So do you, what, which mm -hmm. do you prefer then the directing part of it or the choreographing? I like both. I think for me and where I am in my life right now, I think I prefer choreographing just because of the level of commitment it requires to direct. Like there's there's like a, a labor portion of it, but there's also like you're pouring your heart and your soul and your everything into this thing. And it's a lot. And I found like it was so rewarding doing Wizard. Like I remember it was the like final rehearsal and it was the munchkin scene and the lights came up and everything looked right. And I just started like falling oh. to myself, oh. to myself alone. Like I was way up in the like balcony in the corner, like the Phantom of the Opera, just sobbing to myself. <laughs> Because it was like a very cathartic feeling being like, I literally out loud was like, oh my God, you did it. God. You did it. Yeah. Like, but it's a lot. And I think for me, I really like being able to come in, choreograph and work with people in a different way. I don't, I'm not a boss. I'm not. I know that about myself. I love being a participant with a leadership role, but being the boss is hard for me. Uh, yeah, I could relate to that too. And I feel like like the little that I did see uh, when I came around for Wiz, I feel like you were choreographing and you were directing in a lot of it. Yeah. Was it challenging? I know little kids sometimes, to me, like I am oblivious with children, completely oblivious, and they just seem like little time bombs to me. But like, what was it like directing little kids? You know, I think I came with, a good background oh, yes, into it. I think true. it could be really challenging. I can see how people would find it very, very challenging, especially like my favorite. I mean, Adam, our musical director, now he has a son mm -hmm. and he's like kind of totally come around on kids. <laughs> but I remember when he was like, oh, okay, I have kids. And I was like, yeah, 
<laughs> but so I do have like a little bit of background on like classroom management and that stuff. But it is hard because they are such sensitive and wonderful souls and they do just want to do the best. But then also like you want them to be able to be kids and you don't want to treat them the same way as an adult. And so I love working with kids. I would do an all children's production, no problem. And it would be fun. But I do recognize that's not everyone's favorite group of people to work with. Just because, I mean, kids are kids. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Like you made me sweat when you said an all, all children. I was like, eh, is it hot? They're just wonderful. I don't know. I love kids. I don't have kids and I'm not going to have kids. I just, I prefer them to be other people's kids. Uh, yeah. And then I can love them even more. Yeah. yeah, no, I can relate to that too. I love being an auntie, but I like to be able to mm. play and then be like, okay, off to your mother now. Like, leave me alone. A hundred percent. And like in the last year over COVID, like all of my close friends have had babies. So I just get to be like mega auntie now <laughs> and just... <laughs> I have all the babies I can see. And my sister-in-law had a baby. So it's been great. Except my sister-in-law lives 15 minutes over the border. Oh. But we have not been able to cross the border oh, in two years. Hard. Like right there. 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. So close. And yet can't see each other. Unaccessible. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's brutal. Yeah, my, my brother just had his first child. And they're back home in, Al in Alberta. And I'm like, ah, oh, yeah. send me pictures of oh. the baby. Can't see the baby. Oh, the baby. That's so exciting. It is very exciting. But yeah, I know what you mean about it. Just seemed like while we were on, in the pandemic, everybody was like, I'm pregnant. I'm pregnant. I was, I was like, bold move. Bold move. <laughs> <laughs> is it the right but time? Yeah, they all but have... hey, what else do you have to do in a pandemic then? And who am I to judge? <laughs> I don't know anything about racing. No, no. I'll just hang out with my cats. Thank you very much. Exactly. <laughs> So now that things are opening up, then um, what, do you, what do you think you're going to work on next? Ooh, I don't even know. I think right now I am trying to sort my life out. Uh, I feel that. But I think I'm really open. And I think the theater is in a place right now where they're just kind of trying to figure themselves out and get their footing under them. So I think definitely like this season, the like 2021, 2022, I'm not going to be probably very involved. Like I'm going to, I love to volunteer. Like I'll work the bar and those kind of things, but I'm not really in a place where I want to do a show. Um, just I'm trying to get my footing in my life, but I would definitely want to, you know, look at productions in the future and look at choreographing again and maybe directing again. But I have like all the shows when I think about it, the ones that I had the most fun on were the ones that I choreographed where I kind of came in, did the thing that, I like to do probably the most and then got to, you know, set it free. Set it free. And then ugly cry up in the balconies at yeah, your yeah, masterpiece. Yeah. So then, okay, let's say no pandemic and unlimited resources and you could have all the child actors and actresses of the, of the world. <laughs> what show would you like to choreograph? Ooh, so I would love another shot at Bamalot. Bamalot was the first show that I choreographed for Theater Sony. And I'm not saying like I totally wrecked it. I didn't. It was fine. But I, I would love to come at it again. I think I've gotten to do most of my in a very amazing fate, I've gotten to do most of my bucket list. Oh, hi. My cat's right here. My bucket list shows because I got to do Evil Dead, which was one of my favorite musicals, like, ever. And I got to choreograph it. And I got to choreograph Rock of Ages, which was, like, another one that's just, like, phenomenal. 
And then I got to do spam a lot, which is another kind of like quirky, weird one. I would love to work on like something smaller, like Little Shop of Horror, because I also like my biggest background and what I focused a lot on in university was puppetry. Oh, and, really? Um, yeah. So I oh did a gosh. lot of work in puppetry. So I know how to build like Muppets and I know how to build puppets. So in I don't know if you saw Evil Dead. Yep. Um, but there's so the big moose yeah, yeah. that was like a puppet. I made get them. out. That was so, so cool. Yeah, so yeah, I make puppets. So Little Shop is one that I love, and I love puppeteering. So I just like whenever somebody's like, "I want to do Little Shop," I'm like, "Can I puppet the puppet?" Like I don't want to be on the stage. Just let me be just the puppeteer. Let me be the puppeteer. <laughs> oh my gosh. So what was that? What was that like then? Tell me more about your 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 experience with Evil Dead and puppet moose and oh the puppet moose evil dead was really fun because it was i do really enjoy smaller shows like big shows are great and i think it's wonderful to get lots of people involved but i am at my heart an introvert and so uh just interacting with a set number of people is fantastic and getting to know them more intimately and when it is a smaller show like evil dead i was able to like i could choreograph a number and then work it through and get to see how people move and then adapt it to their movement because especially I find choreographing and it's something that is a learning curve I think coming from a dance background into a choreography for local theater is I can't choreograph the way that I would dance I can't choreograph the way that I would like another dancer to dance I have to choreograph the way that somebody's body moves like you can't fight it you have to lean in because or else it's just gonna look weird and it's gonna look unnatural so then you have to kind of workshop it with them and be like hey try it this way try this and then you kind of find a place where it works and that can be done e more easily in smaller cast shows than large cast so that makes sense and that gives me a little bit of hope that maybe someday i could be in a show like that because like i doubt that you would choreograph the macarena into it so they you know what <laughs> anyone can do it you know dave evans dave evans love heart wonderful worked so hard not a natural dancer but like he tap danced in spam a lot like those are people like we had an entire scene of all men yeah for a bright side of life who truly there's maybe three guys in it that had some dance experience one that had like substantial dance experience and all of the rest were men who were interested in theater and we tap danced and it's just a matter of figuring out how people move and what look what look cooler than it actually is okay on the stage like oh that's really impressive but i'm like that was really easy it just looks cool <laughs> So, like, I've heard, I've, I've interviewed a couple of people that were involved in Evil Dead, and it sounded like it was a lot of fun to participate in. Do you have any backstage stories or fun stuff that you can, you can tell me about that maybe the audience members would never have known? Huh. I think it was, it's really fun because of all the technical effects that we had in the show, and I'm definitely a technical theater like nerd and just when we were trying to figure out how to make the blood work and then we had to like do different blood recipes to see like because it needed a certain level of viscosity <laughs> to like spray properly and then doing like outfitting things like making somebody headless and that kind of stuff. I think that was so much 
fun and neat to do and something I never thought I would be able to do, especially Evil Dead isn't a show that I thought a local theater would ever do and I would have my hands on. I think you have to think about, like, they, we mulched the entire theater. Like, we covered every seat in plastic and mulched the ground. (gasps) And what we had to do is between shows, because the, essentially, the blood was, like, red food coloring, water, and, like, I think it was, like, corn syrup or something, something, like, a little bit thicker or gelatin, maybe, so that it wouldn't, like, just be water. And when that would hit the mulch, some people had, we'd done some decor with things we brought from outside. And so slowly we, we would see every day, like little plant sprouts would come up and we'd have to like pick all the plant sprouts <laughs> out. Or like, there were a lot of potato bugs. Oh, <laughs> had to get in the, the potato theater, bugs that's out. good. In the theater. They're not there no. anymore. They left with <laughs> the Disclaimer. Yeah. But... <laughs> Disclaimer, they're not there anymore. But during the show, it was really funny. Like, we'd be like, oh, gosh, we got to go weed the theater to get all the stuff out. That's so funny. What other kinds of things did you try with the the blood recipe? I would, oh, my gosh, I would never even thought of that. Trevor was the one that, like, headed the blood department. (laughs) Head of the blood department, no big deal. He was the head of the blood department. I know that he tried, it was more so like some kind of liquid, something that's more viscous, and then red food coloring, and finding the balance where it wasn't staining the actor's clothing either, because we had to use the costumes throughout the show, and we kind of just, there were some costumes like Ashes that is later in the show. It didn't matter if it got blood stains all over it night after night, but his shirt at the beginning of the show, we needed it to look nice, and like he wasn't covered in blood before. Might be a little weird so, if he was at the start. Definitely. The blood was funny, and figuring out like, safe walking paths we had to get you know like the ones that are winter mats when you enter like a store in the winter the entire yeah the backstage and all the stairs were covered in it so that when the actors had to come up the stage because we didn't want anyone slipping and falling oh my gosh yeah i would never have guessed that that it was a lot of safety stuff like there was a lot of safety stuff with that one just because we wanted it to not like we didn't want the actors to get hurt but also people who traditionally come to that show because they follow that show want to be covered in blood and so we had to find the ballet uh yeah i was pleased that my husband didn't buy us tickets in the in the splatter zone was that what it yeah the splatters that might have yeah. been a little bit of divorce dust if that if that had been the tickets he'd, he'd chosen but i agree not for me and, i did not sit in no. the splatter zone no i'm very i have very curly hair i don't want to have to wash it more than once a week uh so it was very much like i'm not for it but like the people that came to the show they'd come back again and like we honestly got complaints that sections of the theater weren't getting enough blood and we're like okay we'll try and fix that thanks for your feedback so we had to like reposition some of the sprayers huh well you gotta hand it to the people mm-hmm. that die hard like measuring the like dextering the blood spatter and determining whether or not yes. you were being accurate or fulfilling the blood yes. dreams sorry oh. my where are you oh, i lost your little face where are you messenger oh there you are 
Sorry, my, my, back to the ADHD. I have like so many alarms during the day to remind me to do things I should do every day. And that was my alarm to clean my cat's litter box. Just being a good cat mom. I appreciate that. Trying to be the best cat mom I can be. 4.30 every day. Lucky kitty, kitty. They're minor lucky if I get it done once. That's really good. You do it every day. Like, look at you. Try, try. She's very, um, if I don't, I'm going to find a surprise somewhere. Oh, okay. So, so that's, that's to be. She's a regal cat. Very posh. She's this, we're her third home. <laughs> or fourth or fourth. So we're like, oh, she's a particular cat. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> she's. <laughs> I, well, I don't want to keep you from upsetting no, your no, cat. No, 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 you don't. She's fine. <laughs> I can see her. Okay. She won't do She's it. not going to like come into my house and be like, hey. No, 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 no. My no, mom no. was meant as to clean my litter box and she was busy no, talking to you. Okay, okay. It'll be I'll try to, here, I'm going to make a note. I'm going to remind you. At uh, to, thank you. Yes, because I will. That happens sometimes. And then I will like, go and do it myself. Maybe we'll, we'll remind each other. <clears throat> there we go. We'll both team litter box. Team litter box. <laughs> um, Little Shop of Horrors is my all-time favorite musical. It's mine too. Oh. It's definitely mine. I love it so much. It's like uh, a little bit of dark humor and quirky, and the songs are awesome. And I saw it for the first time at Stratford when it was there. Oh yeah, yeah. Ago. I went to go see that. It was I think two years ago. It's just a cool show. There's a like a movie of the musical with Rick Moranis, and when I was a kid, like I would rent it. I would cycle between two. It was that one, and then the Clue movie, and I would <laughs> I just that like, movie too. back to back Little Shop or Clue, Little Shop or Clue, because I just I fascinated me, and I loved it, and I loved the music and everything. And one of the there's a performing arts high school in my city where I grew up. And they did a production of it when I was probably in like grade four or five. And I was like, whoa, this is so cool. So yeah, it's awesome. So tell me what, if you got to, to, uh, to direct that, what kinds of things would you, would you bust out or not direct, sorry, um, choreograph or even just do the puppetry for puppetry, you know, love it. Um, for choreography, I think it gives you a really unique opportunity with the three women that are kind of like a girl group and getting to bring in some references to the Supremes and the Ronettes and all of those, you know, the crystals and that choreography where you see those groups of threes, which is so much fun and then building off of it. And I think there's a lot of ways to do that show isn't a big dance show. It's not, you're not going to see somebody doing a thousand pirouettes and tricks. It's more nuanced and where you can add little, little stings and little things that are funny in the choreography. And I like to do that. That sort of thing and just like little winks to things that you're like this is from this and referring to like other productions or things that are inside jokes within theater I, I really think that's a play that lends itself to that and it, I think as an audience member when you see stuff like Jackie Burns and I who's an she's another choreographer for the theater uh, are really close friends and we love when we do stuff in the choreography and then the other one runs and be like, I saw what you did there. I saw it. And just like, I saw what you did. You did, like, we love talking about that because it's almost 
fun to try and do something where you know that like maybe other choreographers or other directors like no one else is gonna get it but this is just for you one strength person and it is yeah it's fun and then I get really excited when I catch something in one of Jackie's show and I'm like I can't wait to say something to her it's like a little hidden li- so. language or something like that you're talking it to is each other. yeah like easter eggs in like a Marvel <laughs> movie but like not that that's a lovely idea. Um, I know nothing yeah. about dance and stuff like that, but I love that idea of leaving the little little hints in there for each other. Yeah. And there's like some shows where there's kind of like hollow ground choreography where you can't like you genuinely want to make it your own but also you need to kind of like nod to it like the original choreographer and that kind of stuff but then there's other ones that are like licensed choreography where like if I did it on the stage we could get like charged by the like company that owns the rights to that like I'm trying to think of a show Oh, uh, Mary Poppins, the musical Mary Poppins the original Broadway choreography to Supercalifragilistic Expialidocious is uh, is like owned and you can't use it. And if really? you did use it, you could get in a lot of trouble. Yeah. Ah, so is that just like written in the beginning of a script type thing or? Yeah. When we license things from, usually it's from a company called either Music Theater International and there's another one called Samuel French. They kind of give you a contract of this is what you paid for and you're allowed to do. This is what you didn't pay for and you can't do. But you can pay extra sometimes to be like, I really want to use that part. So we're going to give you the extra money. Wow. Okay. I had no idea that that like dance moves. Or core- yeah. Or- dance moves. Huh. Yeah. It's intellectual property. I suppose. Yeah. Like that, that makes sense to me when you put it like that. But I, I did not know that. Huh. I learned something. Yeah. The more you know. Just, I'm exactly. Put that little rainbow in there. Yes. Um, okay, well, we'll we'll wrap things up. Don't forget the cat litter. Is there there anything else you want to like maybe plug or talk about or total platform? To... I want to plug people getting involved in the theater. Even so, I'm married to my partner is like was like high school job, all Ontario, all this stuff. But then as we've been together, they've become more and more interested in theater and now totally love it. It's something that I think everyone can find a place in, even like building and construction or there's so many parts of theater that aren't on the stage, but you still get to be involved in this community of people that really do kind of love and support each other. And I mean, being not from Sarnia, I've made some of my greatest friends through being involved in the theater here and those relationships. It's great. Awesome. Thank you so much for taking the time and for all the giggles. Like my tummy hurts. I was oh, no so problem. Much. It's great. Thanks for having Thank me. Thank you. Don't forget, young lady, litter box. Like I will we're do gonna it right we're now. gonna disconnect. She's, she's giving you. The, I do not want that cat at my front door. Okay, so she would never make it. She's <laughs> not smart. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, thanks, lady. Have a good, have a good night. Take care. Bye. Okay, kids, that's it for this week. Apologies for the excessive laughter on my part, but next week it's just going to get worse. Emily Johnson is my next interviewee, and this coming episode might even require an R-letter rating. Tune in to find out. Thanks.